This is episode 191 of the Fearless Launching Show. And today we're actually going to talk about some powerful launch strategies that you can use, whether it's your first launch or you are a launch pro. These are launch strategies that I truly believe are great for anyone with any size audience, any any resource availability. You can do these whether you're solo or you've got a full-fledged team. Hi, I'm Ann Samoylov, and I've helped some of the biggest online entrepreneurs and business owners have successful six and seven figure product launches. By working in the trenches offline to produce movies, TV shows, video games, I've discovered so many different ways to launch creative ideas. And the question is, do you have to copy what your guru says in order to have a successful launch? Do you have to use their done-for-you system in order to have success, in order to achieve your goals in business? I say no. This is the Fearless Launching Show featuring myself and an ongoing cast of characters, friends who join me in discussing business, launching, life, and balancing it all and having an amazing time doing it. Let's get into today's episode. Hey there, and welcome back to the Fearless Launching Show. I'm saying welcome back, but if you're here for the first time, welcome to you too. And make sure you check out the other episodes, the other 190 episodes of this podcast. So today I'm feeling a little bit sassy. So if you hear a little bit of a meh in my voice, that is why. But today I, you know, was just thinking about The last couple of weeks, we've been doing some interviews with various entrepreneurs, people who've been through Fearless Launching, people who I have met for the first time, and definitely check those out. And there are more interviews to come with some really inspiring people doing really unique and and interesting things in the world. But today I wanted to stop because I wanted to, I was thinking about, you know, people who are just starting out. And I was actually thinking about at the same time, I was thinking, well, what is there in the world of launch strategies that's effective no matter if you've got zero audience or you're just starting the audience or you've got a small list or you're just deciding you want to launch something for the very first time? And what is the difference or what is the similarity and what is something that can work even with a like a multi-person team. And just because I feel like I do have this unique position of working with both of those, you know, ends of really the spectrum in terms of experience and resources when it comes to launches, I decided, you know, I'm going to think about this a little bit. And there are two things uh, that I'm going to talk about today, two strategies specifically. And They're ones you likely have heard of, but maybe you just don't know what's involved. But these these two strategies or these two things are both, they share one common trait, and that is they are interactive live events. So you probably will think to yourself, okay, what does this mean? But I'll tell you in just a few seconds what those are. But the other thing I want to share with you about these, they're interactive live events There is little to no tech required. However, there are lots of different options to build it out, build out what you're doing, and continue to do it, even 
once you start growing your audience and once you start seeing some success and they are, I mean, this interactive event kind of bit to it is one of the most important pieces of really any launch, especially now. Um, so if you're launching anything online, digital products or physical products even, having some sort of live interactive event, it's no longer just an optional thing. We need to do this. So um, it works in your favor if you're just building your business and this is your first time launching because it helps you really get in front of the people that you're trying to reach, that you're trying to serve, okay? So the two launch strategies, and they are called various things. So we're going to go through some of those, what they're called. But you have your challenge. You have your five-day, your 30-day, whatever, your challenge. I'm actually right now just creating a monthly Really, it's just like a monthly guide and masterclass that's going to be inside our Fearless Launching Lab, which you guys don't know about maybe just yet because we did a very small internal founding member launch and we do have members in there. Um, but I'm creating something because one of the members really just requested it. And I'm like, yeah, that's a great idea. I've got a lot of information I can share on challenges. I'm putting challenges together and all that. So <clears throat> challenges are that first strategy that I'm going to talk about. And then the second one, you might have heard them called webinars, <laughs> but you can also look at them as Facebook Live. So look at live video, okay? So with both of these, again, no crazy tech is really required. Yes, Facebook Lives and webinars do require that you're able to get on the internet. But actually, both of them require the internet. And as long as you have a laptop or a computer with a webcam on it, I think that that's required. So yes. Um, but honestly, you can do this so simply. You could, in theory, do this all on a smartphone, on an iPad, um, like an iPhone, whatever you use. You can go live on Facebook. You can go live in Facebook groups from your phone. And you can create all the, obviously, the text and the other docs like that on your phone too. So what I'm trying to tell you here is that no matter what your budget is, no matter where you're starting, these are definitely things that you can do. And guess what? You can even do them at any age because my friends, the challenge, my daughter, my 10-year-old daughter creates art on this art sharing app. And the, and it's a very – it isn't super social, but it is social in the fact that people can like what you like and make comments on your art. And it's a really great community. I love this app, but I'm not going to share what it is because I don't want – you guys can ask me offline. I'm not going to share it here. But what I loved is that she actually created – she's like, oh, I created a five-day challenge. And I was like, what? So she even created a challenge just using her iPad and just using this random app that actually doesn't even have a truly live component to it, but it is interactive. And people did join. So I thought that was really cool. And she doesn't have email, an email service provider to invite people. She's not getting on Instagram stories. She's not even doing anything really techie really at all, except creating creating the content for those days 
and then doing the challenge herself and interacting with whoever interacts with her stuff. So anyways, that's just to show you. So how is this going to look? So we've got our webinars slash Facebook lives. We've got our challenge and our challenges at multiple different days, okay? And I can go into that a little bit, but I definitely have a few posts that I've done, lessons learned, doing challenges myself and putting together challenges for other people. So I will make sure to link those up in the show notes. So let's go over, first of all, the webinars or the Facebook Lives. So these are obviously called different things. They could be called workshops, webinars, Facebook Lives, um, live video, but you can also do them on Instagram Live. I've seen people do them on Instagram Live as part of their launch. Um, the great thing about this that I think is really important and doing live video is really important. Coach Glitter, my girl, I love her. She always does a live video confidence challenge, but look up Coach Glitter, Tiffany Bymaster, and she's got a great challenge that she actually does. Um, and yes, so check her out. That's, that's, I, I guess I kind of like skipped ahead to my challenges section, but she's a really great one who does great Facebook lives. The great thing about all of these, any video that you do though, is that you're creating an asset, something that you can download, edit, repurpose, repackage, and use later. Maybe, you know, you could use in a, if you want to create like a very low price product, I've seen people do that. People have downloaded things, turned it into a podcast, downloaded things, repackaged it into an evergreen or an automated webinar. And some people have even created live series. So a webinar series or a Facebook live series or an Instagram live series. So there's a theme. And literally you can start this with one small piece, like one session, one workshop, one live, one webinar, and then keep doing it. And repetition will help you get to that like better skill level, basically. Like the more you do it, the better you're going to get. And webinars, you know, when, when I'm looking at conversion rates, so conversion rates being when someone lands on a page, sees an offer, and then decides to purchase. The, a very average conversion rate, so that's the percentage of people that are actually going to buy your thing, are, it's it's like 1% to 3%. Sometimes like 1% is even a good conversion rate. However, when you're doing live video, when you're doing webinars, which is a live experience, people are with you, that conversion rate can can basically be 20x that. Like, so uh, a very common thing that has happened to me is that, yeah, people who just see that page, there might be like even a 0.9% or 0.8% conversion rate. But if they go to the webinar, it's 10% of the people who show up, 20% of the people who show up. So doing these webinars is powerful even when you don't have a ton of people there. Um, because you're able to even give them more of your personal attention. You're able to really speak to them. There's something about being with people. And I love it personally. I have purchased more times than you could like know from a live webinar 
Derek Halpern, bless you. I wasn't even planning to buy something. I'm like, well, I better go see Derek's Derek's webinar. And lo and behold, I purchase at the end of the webinar. So I'm like, okay, good job with that. Same thing with Amy Porterfield. She has an amazing webinar process and she herself and her webinars that convert program will tell you how powerful webinars can be. Um, another person who has like, I, I mean, I'm on the, I'm basically on the B-School team for the project. And when I saw those webinars that she had in 20, well, just so that I don't date this podcast, but as of, I guess it was 2018, that launch, I was like, OMG, I would be like jumping into this program like a maniac if I wasn't already in the program. <laughs> so, so webinars can be really powerful and they can be delivered in so many different ways. There are free tools. Like I said, Facebook Live, you can open up your computer and go live without, without having to pay for a go-to webinar or any other type of thing. You can go live on YouTube Live with an unlisted uh, video that's embedded into a web page. So kind of easy there. And there are tons of tools like lead pages that can help you even put together all of your pages for a webinar, including the page where your video replay is embedded. So webinars, Facebook Lives, Instagram Lives are great ways to launch. Another, I wanted to give an Instagram Live example. To a couple of them actually that I really love are Tone It Up. Tone It Up is a kind of a duo. This Karina and Katrina, girls, I love you. They are fitness trainers, but they more have like a bigger lifestyle brand now. Before each one of their challenges, which by the way... <clears throat> that's my second strategy that we'll talk about today. But before they they kick off any month-long challenge that they have, like a summer challenge or, you know, they have different throughout the year, they have different challenges. They're on that Instagram Live doing pretty long long sessions. Like they'll do a full meal prep session. And it's not just for the people who've signed up. Obviously, it's for people who haven't signed up and who are like, dang, I want to be around these girls. They're so fun. They're showing me how to do everything. They've done like yoga, live yoga sessions full and meditation sessions and Q&As, all of that stuff. So th the power of video is there. So, so I hopefully I've convinced you to at least try to think about doing a webinar, a series of webinars. And when I say webinar, I'm, I'm saying live video in some way. Even if you don't want to show your face, here's the other thing. Even if you don't want to show your face, Facebook Live allows you to screen share. So you could start your Facebook Live with just your slides showing. So I don't feel like there's any excuse for people not to try this at all. Oh, one more thing about the Facebook Live action is that if you do your webinar on Facebook Live, you can get video views to that, that Facebook Live and use that at some point because Facebook Live views, you can, you just go back in time. I don't think there is like a limit in how, how far back in time it goes. Like I'm still seeing the, the views grow on, let's say, Facebook Lives I did maybe two years ago. I sometimes, like, I go back routinely just to check out the ones that I use during a launch. And those are still growing. 
those um, views of those videos are still growing. So there's another reason to do it for me because it's like an ongoing kind of stream of people who are checking out those videos. Okay, so how does then... <clears throat> How does then a five or a challenge work? So in this in this instance, I want to say that especially for those of you who are just starting out, but honestly, it's for anybody to know. 30-day challenges take a lot of energy for anyone, the participant, the person who's putting the challenge together to keep it going, to keep the party rolling. But five-day challenges are generally what we can see that people are doing um, more of. So Zach Buckler, like I said, Coach Glitter, um, Jasmine Starr, and the five days is for that person and their ability to keep that energy up. But also, it's a great number of days um, for your participants to keep their attention locked in, to give them a taste and a result in a quick, you know, small, short period of time. So you might need a Facebook group, you might need a Facebook page. You might need your Instagram to share what's going on inside the challenge. You can use email. You might actually call it a sample series. I've done this before. So challenges, one of the things that I'm actually <clears throat> really encouraging people to do is don't necessarily call them challenges. They can be they can be called something else. The five days, that experience in itself is the most important part of it, not that it's called a challenge. Uh, you might call it a five-day sample. I had one of those going for many years, um, not many, two years, three years maybe, until I no longer offered that product that was that it was selling. But that was a really popular opt-in and I kept it. Like at first it was a live opt-in, so it was delivered each day and then I turned it into more of an evergreen sequence. So some of the other things you're going to need for this are photos, maybe text. You're going to basically need to be on Facebook Live inside this Facebook group. But you can start this small, you free, easy, short, and build it out. I'll, another person, which I think I'm going to link her inside this post, is Rachel Cook. She was doing a challenge that she built up slowly over time. I don't think she's doing it now, but she was doing it for quite a while. So next question for you would be, how do you, or maybe you would have for me as well, okay, well, Anne, how do I get started if I want to use one of these strategies right now? Like if I know, okay, fine, I'm going to do a series of, or I'm going to do some Facebook lives. Here's the thing. Wherever you're going to be, you need to kind of amp up the attention on yourself on that platform. So you're going to you're going to really want to start 5 to 6 weeks, maybe even more in advance to get people used to seeing you on that platform live or on multiple platforms live. Um, you don't have to say, "Well, I'm going to be on Facebook live, so I'm going to start doing a weekly series on Facebook." Maybe you're on Facebook, but maybe you're also on Instagram live too. Um you also want to start asking questions during that period of time, asking questions, engaging with your audience, and get getting them to really interact with you in advance. Because you don't want this challenge or this webinar to be like a, you don't want it to be a surprise that you would do it. You actually want to be like, okay, since I've been coming around here for like the last couple of months, I decided to put this class together because I got so many questions about this, this, and this. 
there, there's your webinar. And then then you're able to kind of pull together those people who've been showing up and who've gotten used to you showing up, um, you showing up. So besides that, besides the engagement piece, the other thing that I can, that I, that I would say is start creating the assets early and really kind of coming up with your plan. So maybe a list of content you're going to present to your audience leading up to the actual thing. And then perhaps a potential list of content that you'll share during that experience, during the challenge. Um, Start thinking about what you can do in advance. And then what can you share in that regular content to invite people to the event? So you've got your engagement, your lead-in time, when you're getting people used to you being on that platform or on those platforms, then you're starting to kind of come up with kind of formulating what content you're going to actually present in your challenge or your webinar. And then once you know that, what can you share then in the couple of weeks or the, the two to three weeks before your event to let people know that the event is happening? What can what stories of other people can you share? What mini topics can you share in your event? Um, that many topics that you can share that will you'll go into deeper inside your event. Why is it important what you're even going to talk about in the event? What is it going to, why is it going to help them? What's the so that this is important so that you can and get people in there, <laughs> get people in there because they're going to be like, oh yeah, that is important. That's why that's important. I need to be there. And then the stories of other people kind of lets them know like, yeah, that. I think I need that. If that's if that helped that person or that's what that person needed, maybe I need that information too. Then, in addition to the the kind of lead-in event stuff, by the way, to invite people to your event, you don't necessarily have to be it doesn't have to be rocket science. You can do some if you've already been doing Facebook lives or Instagram lives or stories or Snapchats or whatever. Notice I said Snapchats. Um, you can just do some commercial style live video and say, hey guys, remember I'm doing this over here next week. I can't wait. I want your questions. Send them to me, whatever. You can make it very commercial without having to like, okay, what's the mini topic I'm going to share a little bit about to tease people into the event? How about you just tell people about the event? That would work too. Then you want to think about what things are you going to give to them during the event? Do you need to give them like a download? Is there something that you're going to send to them after? Is there something, but is there something they're going to need like a PDF or something during your event, during your challenge? And then think about the communication channels for event participants. Once they're signed in, keep those communication channels tight. I made a big mistake. This is in one of my blog posts about the lessons I learned from one of my challenges. I was trying to be on Periscope. I was trying to be on Facebook. I was trying to be on Instagram. And I was trying to be going crazy. Okay. So definitely think about what channels you're going to be on so it can be super clear where people need to show up. Also think about creating that landing page, that thank you page to sign up for the event, the challenge or the webinar. Create an email follow-up sequence for people who sign up and for people who don't sign up. And uh, like a follow-up sequence you're going to send out after the event, 
even if people didn't show up. Also, what graphics are you going to create so that you can share the event with other people or so that your event participants can share with other people? And, you know, what you're probably saying is like, wow, these are, this is a lot of pieces. So really what I, what I think is important is creating like a timeline of what's going to happen leading up to the event and after the event. What are, what are people going to witness whether they participate or not? Like, so look at the whole timeline, like almost like an out-of-body experience for your promotion <laughs> and ask yourself what's going to happen leading up to the event and then what's going to happen after the event and just keep it simple. All right. So conversions. This is the part where I want to just talk to you a little bit more about conversions because the reason why these are powerful launch strategies is because conversions can be higher, like I said. Numbers on average for just people who see an offer, read a page, maybe watch one video, have one touch, it's going to be a lower conversion than people who get into the event, get that interaction, see you live multiple times during the week. Um, one where you can give them, like push them and kind of guide them to at least one clear outcome. And then reminding people what you did, because sometimes it won't be a super tangible outcome, but you can remind people each and every day what's happening. So here's the funny thing. Even if the person didn't do the thing you told them to do in the challenge, let's say, just reminding them what what they could have done, just say, okay, on, one, on day one, we did this and we did that. And then we did this. And then on day two, we did this, day three. And you can at some point during that kind of recap, let them know that, hey, even if you didn't do this, now you know what to do. So that those people don't aren't like, well, I didn't do that. So reminding people. Also setting a clear deadline, especially for these webinars and the challenges is so important. I mean, people generally respond to deadlines better than anything else. I hate doing scarcity of any kind. And I think if you have a real deadline, a real reason for a deadline, like, hey, we're starting class on Monday. Hey, this thing, get, you know, not like your, your best life starts tomorrow. No, you want to give them a very clear deadline for something that is starting. And that's why there's the deadline. Now, granted, you can do like an, um, like, okay, we've got a fast action deadline because we've got to do this thing, but you've, because we want to give you a better price for people who take fast action, but there even has to be a really clear reason why, not just because I said so. Okay. So the next thing is in what's, what's bringing you these better conversions inside the webinar and inside the the challenges is that people are getting used to being supported by you, okay? So make them as high touch as you possibly can, meaning make sure that there's plenty of time for Q&A. Make sure you reach out to people, follow up with people. If you see certain people who are liking and attending all of the Facebook Lives or attended and were, they were making comments throughout the webinar, follow up. High touch, high, high touch. People want to know, like, hey, I saw you there. And here's the thing. 
the one thing that I will say about there have been people who've gone through both of these very powerful, what I consider powerful launch strategies, and maybe their results weren't as good as they thought. But I, I guarantee you that if you take the time, that even if the conversion doesn't come now, it will come because people do remember who pays attention to them. People do remember where someone invested in them, even if it was just for that one hour and kept kind of coming back to their question and their example and, you know, called them by name and just just being like a good human being. So he, even if this doesn't net you the conversions you want right at the moment of this thing, that person then is even more primed and could have very like many reasons why they didn't turn into a customer. And so your job then is to find a way to engage them the next time you do it. And the next time you do a webinar, the next time you do a challenge or follow up with them in a month with some sort of, like maybe there's some sort of emails that go out a month after and just say, hey, it's been a month since our challenge. Just wanted to check in to see if you've done this, this or this. And if not, how can we help you? You know, just saying, hey, I remember you were part of something I did online, in person, and I was, I really care about your results. So just know that, like sometimes the conversions, let's say you get a ton of people into a challenge, sometimes still people don't convert to customers right away. That doesn't mean you did anything wrong. It just means that perhaps those people just needed a little bit more of you and confidence and belief in themselves to take that action. Okay, so that's it for today. That's all I got for you today. I mean, if you want to read more about webinars and challenges, I've put links to some of my blog posts that I've done. And I think I even have one post that's about how to create a 30-day challenge. But you could really apply that to a five-day challenge as well. And then, of course, make sure to sign up for the Fearless Launching Lab VIP waitlist because at the end of July this is 2018, as of this recording, I will be opening the doors again to a small group of people, another group of people to join us in there. And we're going to be doing our own challenge. We're going to be doing our own internal challenge, as well as learning about how to put together our own challenges. Everything from the exact assets you need to create to ads that convert for Facebook for these challenges that happen. So how you can create ads and promotional kind of graphics and uh, different things like that to get more, more eyes in front of your interactive event. Okay. So that's it for today. Thank you again so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And I want to know if you're going to be doing a webinar or a challenge sometime soon. Where are you doing it? How are you doing it? What are you calling it? And how, and, and leave your link. Leave your link to how we're going to sign up for it. Because I want other people to learn from you as well. All right. Take care of yourself. And I will talk to you soon.